There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Suck it! Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast unlike any other. Yes, my birdie buddies, this is a U.S. Open recap edition of Fairway Rolling. On the Ringer Podcast Network, I am your starter, Joe House. Joining me, as is always the case, especially for these major recaps, Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. It's a Father's Day edition. It's a U.S. Open edition. We're going to head right into it. The peg is in the ground. I'm swinging as I'm speaking. Nate Dog, how you feeling, buddy? Man, how's how are you feeling? Because this is not who you wanted to win this thing. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's not who, who I anticipated winning. It's not about what I want or don't want. He's an extraordinarily worthy champion. Was that enough major brain for you? That this is precisely what I asked. Dare I say demanded out of Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. And he the, clearly, he gave he, it to you. He did. He channeled 
all of those positive vibes, positive vibes only from his experience at this venue nine years ago. And all week we're, we're running down narrative lane. Oh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the only uh, gentleman from outside of the United States to have the opportunity to win both the amateur and the open at the same venue. Now, Jack did it. He did it at Pebble Beach, but he's from the United States. Matthew Fitzpatrick has the opportunity as a non-American to do this. Can he do it? Well, Nate Dog, a couple things uh, he revealed to us this week. Giant balls on the dude. Giant hitter. Whoa. Lengthy, lengthy, lengthy. It was length, the length. length. It was the length that surprised the hell out of me. How about that? And he had the stones. He showed the major brain. The brain that was missing in the PGA Championship that resulted in him ending up fifth rather than uh, competing and having a chance to be in the playoff, he he, he righted those wrongs. Uh, the mental mistakes were not there. So, uh, But I want to hear, uh, let's run through some of the stats because they're extraordinary. Well, from a 30,000-foot level, we have seen this coming. He has led the tour in 2022 in shots gained total. Since the start of the season, the wraparound season, he's been second in that category. So this has been one of the best golfers on tour. It has gone unnoticed because of the unfuego nature of Scotty Scheffler and probably, you know, all of the other drama that's been happening on tour. But Matthew Fitzpatrick has been striking the crap out of the ball. What is shocking to me is that if I'd told you today that Will Zalatoris was going to gain a shot and a half putting, that his approach shots gain numbers were going to be basically equal to Matthew Fitzpatrick, and that Matthew Fitzpatrick was going to lose shots putting, who would you have told me was going to win this thing? I mean, obviously, right? Because Willie Z also has shown us the mental chops. He's so relentlessly around the hoop in these majors. I don't think he's making mental mistakes, Willie Z. I think he's catching a little rub of the green. I mean, to me, the golf tournament came down to, this is not profound, the 15th hole. Matthew Fitz, they both hit the ball right. Matthew Fitzpatrick had the rub of the green, the good luck for it to go right enough and perhaps to bounce off of somebody's leg or a vehicle or something to land in a, in a trampled um, sort of driver way area. And he had a wonderful lie. He was 220 yards out. Zalatoris, by contradistinction, caught a lie that was sort of, you know, not, not the worst lie ever, but in the rough. He um, really felt like he had to chop down hard. It was a tiny pull left. It ended up in the bunker. Yeah. And that was the golf tournament, really. Well, I, it looked like the golf tournament was over after 11 because the guy who was missing the shorties today was Matthew Fitzpatrick. He misses a five foot two inch putt on 10. He misses a four foot 11 putt on 11. And you just go, that's it. Why is he keeping the pin in? It's stupid. You start <laughs> swearing, right? But then on 13, that 48 footer, and this is where the shots gain metric can be uh, 
a little bit misleading because we like guys that do what on the back nine on Sunday house? Go out and grab the golf tournament by the gonads, Nate Dog. And a 48-footer on 13 followed by that almost 19-footer on 15 is called grabbing the golf tournament by the gonads. And he did it not to be outdone. He's sitting in the bunker. You think maybe why did he take the three wood, right? Why did he take the three wood on 18? It, it, Azinger was weird today in calling this like the best ball striking effort ever. I get that he hit 17 of 18. I get it. But like Zalatoris had the, you know, point like a 10th of a shot less than him in shots gained approach. Like they both were striping the ball, but it was that recovery out of the bunker that I think goes down as the clutch shot. Right. That's right. It it really was. That's you. And I sat on that hole and watched a bunch of guys come up on Friday. And what did we see from people who were in the left side? They struggled. It, It wasn't even like in the bunker. Like if you were on the left side at all, even guys that were in the fairway on the left side, the left side was much harder. There was some combination of hidden yardage, maybe the the way the breeze was blowing, right. the way that we watched on Friday. Everybody that, that was up that left side had a bigger challenge. I caught a great nugget. Um, the Golf Channel was doing an awesome job with the recap stuff. Um, Todd Lewis chatted with Billy Foster, who I want to uh, make sure we spend a little time on, the caddy for Matthew Fitzpatrick. And Billy Foster said, I told him he must take three wood. He said that Fitzpatrick wanted to hit driver and Billy talked him out of it. He said it was sort of like a a, a conversation they'd had all week long about what they wanted to do off of 18. Um, Fitzpatrick wanted to hit driver. Billy told him to hit three wood and he tugged it. uh, And Billy put his, his head in his hands uh, afterwards. Um, But, you know, in the way that, that champions do, he caught, the tiniest bit of good luck in terms of where it landed in the bunker, what kind of shot he was afforded, like, you know, two feet to the right. He couldn't hit that shot. Um, a tiny bit, you know, f- further up towards the the center, he could have gone into the hay in, in this, in the center of the bunker. He had a great lie and a great angle, and he was able to execute a once in a lifetime shot under those circumstances. But I do want to talk about Billy Foster a little bit. Okay. We have, once again, a major caddy, a major teammate along the ride. So look at the caddies for the champions this year. It's this guy who's been caddying for 40 years. He worked with Sebi Balesteros. He worked with uh, um, Darren Clark. He worked with Lee Westwood. He can rattle off moments in majors. He was with Bjorn, who left the the, the shot in the bunker. He was on the bag uh, for Thomas Bjorn. In the, in the open championship that Thomas Bjorn should have won. So he's got a lot of scar tissue. but Because he also, he'd never won a major, right? That's right. Correct. But he also has, like, look at that resume. And look at the resume of, of Jim Ted Bones Scott McKay. And look and at the resume Bones of McKay. Ted Scott. There we yep. go. And we're going to talk about some guys that disappointed us today. Yes, we and, are. And, and you know, this, this teammate thing matters. And, but it, and, it does. It does. It matters. But Fitzpatrick had the look today. That's the one thing that I thought Azinger was right about. Like, he did not seem... He didn't seem like the moment was too big from him. From the beginning, he looked locked in. You could see it in his eyes that he was going to be... Rory looked a little overwhelmed. Rom looked a little befuddled. 
poor Rom had a C plus game. That that was the one I was most disappointed uh, by. Yeah, but right, I, mean, keep, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep no, going. it's okay. I mean, look, he's going to lament eighteen on Saturday for a very long time because if he comes in today with, with you know at six under, he's going to win this golf tournament. But uh, it, it was it was disappointing. But or five under, he's going to win this golf tournament. But I, it just Fitzpatrick did have the look and something about staying in the same rooms in the same house. <laughs> where he stayed when he won the USM. I mean, uh, look, we're, you know, maybe it's horseback, right? Like the, the superstition in golf is real and it worked. It gave him that level of calm and comfort. And you saw his whole family on the green afterwards. They really handled this mentally in the best possible way. And to your point, part of that was the relationship with the caddy. I, I also was impressed in some of the interviews uh, after words in the discussion about where did this length come from? You know, wh- where, how did that come together? Again, he, he talked looks about like it. an underdeveloped human sometimes, I mean, depending on the angle. He is, <laughs> He's tiny. We're still fixing his teeth. We got to ask Justin Ray, is he the first player to ever win a major wearing braces? <laughs> I feel like we need to know the answer to this. That feels like a stat that we should get an answer to. But in his reference to how this, the speed came together, he talked about a nutritionist. He talked about working with, um, was it a kinesiologist? Somebody, swing mechanic, you know, a, a swing doctor kind of person. Um, obviously, he mentioned by name um, his physio. And, you know, he talked about developing a, a regimented plan and approach to building the speed. And he's seen the results. And he, he um, mentioned in one of the interviews how he um, was injured at some point last season and he wasn't able to do all the speed training. And immediately he lost some accuracy with the driver because he, he, um, you know, was growing accustomed to swinging, to releasing whatever the technique is that that's working for him. But it, it was again, like a full team, fully conceived strategy uh, approach. It feels sustainable uh, and I don't want to like, you know, this isn't for the purposes of tearing down Bryson, but think about that stark contrast. Matthew Fitzpatrick was the one who criticized the the Bryson approach at, at Wingfoot. He basically said, you know, with this is this isn't the way to to, to do this. Um, he found a strategy in that same you know vein where I need to add length to my game to compete. Well, he, got, he got length, but he didn't. Look, he did not have to sacrifice accuracy. Right. Right. I mean, he was right. stellar off the tee. I mean, he was second in shots gained off the tee for this tournament. And that wasn't just because he was bombing and gouging. I mean, I think about the eighth hole. His drive on the eighth hole today oh, was 288. It was the three wood uphill from 266. Holy cow. Precision, precision, precision to Amazing. 25 feet. And Amazing. he has a stress-free birdie, right? That's different than the bomb and gouge stuff that we saw at winged foot. And, and more broadly, this was a terrific test of golf. What a great leaderboard all week long. I, I thought it was fair. I thought the, you know, when you'd see somebody put it and it would roll off the green, it was because they hit, a putt that was too hard or, you know, on eight, as those guys tried to come up the hill and that super tight lie, they wouldn't get it all the way up and it'd come back down the hill. Yeah. It's a fucking us open. That's how this shit works, but it didn't feel like 
the last couple of years where you had just players basically losing faith in the tournament and in the in the in the people doing the setups ability to create something that really sussed out the best golfers. So so I I take the hat off to those folks because all of the people I mean, we talked about almost everybody who was on that leaderboard coming in, other than Joel Damon and a few others. But the best players in the world playing their best were all competing, and I, I thought it was a great great tournament as a result. So that that's an awesome point, and I want to. Um build on that because if you look at the top 10, top 12, top 15, you have such a wide variety of players, different styles, different lengths, different strengths. And you know, that, that for sure, like (laughs) we have one, two, three, four, four in the top six were major winners, right? So, you know, it's, it's Scotty's got a, the masters, Hideki's got the masters, Morikawa, has the Open Championship and the PGA Championship. Rory has four majors. Though that there's your there's your top five, right? You know, four guys right there. Gary Woodland tied for tenth with the U.S. Open. Uh, John Rahm finished tied for twelfth. Obviously, uh, his U.S. Open. Adam Scott, Masters Championship champion, tied for fourteenth. So you know, all of that. And they all did it differently. Fitzpatrick wins. Being second off the tee, tenth in approach, first around the greens, which I think is actually what was amazing. It wasn't so much as ball striking as the way that he was out of the bunkers and with the wedge. He was 42nd in putting, right? Scheffler was 51st around the greens. He was terrible around the greens, but he was second in approach. It lost him the golf tournament. Yes, at, unequivocally. On the back nine on both Saturday and, and Sunday, his around the green. Now he he also had some rub of the green bad luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. But you know who else's wedges and short game lost him the Rory was 63rd around the green. He was first in putting, ninth off the tee, 19th in, I mean, he's going to win this golf tournament but for his short game, you know, before he got to the green. We were looking for magic hands. We thought magic hands um was going to be an attribute that would be necessary. We just and it wasn't the guys that we think of with, with the magic hands that were no, that, that had them. That's all. It wasn't. But what a classy leaderboard. Hideki sort of backdoors into fourth, but still, so does Colin, to be honest. But they both shoot great rounds. What's amazing is Colin, it, he's had the craziest week uh, of anybody. 69-66, 77-66. Like, holy shit. Reminder. No matter where Colin Morikawa is, unless if, if he has two arms and two feet, and his uh, odds to to win are are above twenty. You got to get on it. We like we said it. I said it on on our show, and I said it up with Bill. There was nothing in his form to suggest that you know he was going to have a great week. And I, I haven't gone back to my ticket yet to see how I did. But I I know I bet I put something on him to win. I'm hoping I put something on him to top ten as well. I mean, he's first in approach today, but yesterday he was fifty sixth. Thursday, he was 89th. So, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to see, right? Saturday or Friday, he was he was ninth. So he just was down, up, down, up. And it was still good enough to sort of ho-hum into a T5. Not, by the way, unlike what he did at the Masters. He's just going to be there. He's just going to be there because he's got the... the four, I mean, talk about major brain. He's got the mental fortitude. And, and he's not... You know, he ran into a funk that he couldn't get himself out of on Saturday. 
but he woke up today like I'm just going to try my best and see you know if I can't go and and weasel my way into competing for this this championship. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. House, I mean, I'm stunned at John Rom. I'm just stunned. This was a tournament that I thought, I thought today he was going to shoot four under, and and walk. You I and really me both. did. I really was prepared for it. I thought this he was, was playing the best yesterday, and I thought he had a chance to go in the house yesterday to the point that you made a couple minutes ago. The double bogey on on eighteen, unfortunately, it. it really did because he he would have gone in to the house, uh, if he even just bogeyed that, that would have been even par rather than over par round on on, on Saturday. Um, and he would have been in there at, at, at uh, four under, which would have been, if it, it would just bogey. Uh, but you, I mean, you know, he's lucky this isn't a stupid fucking piece of shit putting contest. Because, <laughs> th- 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 because if it was, I mean, he was not good with the putter once again when it mattered. Uh, I, he just didn't have any game at all today. Something, you know, he showed up with like C plus Maybe ball striking. 62nd today. He was basically dead last in putting. He just couldn't get it done. He just couldn't. He, he didn't have it. And and I, I don't know. I, I saw enough out of him yesterday to to live bet him at, at, at I got him at five to one odds. I was just like, wow, he, he's he's striping it and he's getting that swagger going. And I thought it might just go uh on away but then you know Scotty Scheffler <laughs> well god holy cow quietly it was right right there i i oh, it was his this was his tournament simmons were were, were texting i was like i feel like this there's there might be a three way playoff coming here there was something scary to him about being at 6 under as soon as he would get there both days he just would retreat but he hung around there i'm i'm actually really surprised that he didn't put it to the floor because 
listen, he 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 reopened the door. This just as Fitzpatrick was bogeying uh, ten and eleven, the other guy who was doing it was Scotty Scheffler, and Scheffler shot one over on the back. Kind of uncharacteristic for him. And again, a little bit, a little bit shakier than we would have liked to see down the stretch after a charge. You just looked at, I mean, he's, he's four under through six and he's still got two par fives in front of him. And you and I are texting like, there's a chance this thing's over by nine. That's right. I mean, that, that the, one of the guys, uh, from the golf channel made the observation that, you know, the first six holes really could determine the championship because of how hard they are and, and the variance that they kind of represent. And he went out and birdied one and two. And I was like, especially birdying two. It's like game on. Now four, it turned out there was a pin position there clearly that guys felt comfortable with because there was tons of birdies on four. But it, five didn't turn out to be the kind of birdie opportunity no. that we saw all, all week. I mean, um, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick was the only guy to hit the ball onto the green out of the top contenders. Um, and, you know, you weren't seeing guys go out and grab birdie there. But uh, Scheffler... Like man, through for what he was four under through the first six, right? Yes, four under through six, and then had trouble on eight. Again, the ball came back, and then you know he sort of ho hummed in for par. But then it was ten and eleven where stuff started to go wayward for him, and you know he recovered with that birdie. I thought he might get it on eighteen. I really I, thought that I, he I, might I drop. was prepared for it. I was psychologically prepared for it. The it it turns out I think honestly, and I haven't had a chance to see his press conference yet. Um, I wonder if eleven turned out to be like his bugaboo. That short part, he flew that green by so much yesterday, and and they were like, it was a shock to the system. Like they they couldn't believe how far over the green that went, and he was cruising at that point yesterday. And and I honestly think as he came into it today. Again, he's like trying to slow down, process, and he and he did. He he made par on it today, right? He made no, par. he made bogey on. Oh, 11. he made bogey. That's yeah, he right. missed a five footer. That's so right. Once again, That's right. No yeah. reason to. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And so after the bogey on ten, it's almost like he pressed a little bit and just and that putt got him and that 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 opened the door because again, it Matt Fitzpatrick had done was about to do the exact same thing behind him and. He just gave him more cushion than than he could afford to do in that moment. Yeah. Well, and that's that. This is what we asked for. You mentioned it uh, a little while ago. Look at this effing board. We're gonna just keep keep talking about it and and reveling in it. I do think I want to give a tiny bit of shout out to the USGA. I made the joke that this was a great PGA Championship. Um, yeah. What did you mean by that? Just just that you know with the number of guys un- under par. And, you know, the, today was a was a day full of birdie opportunities. Uh, and, you know, that's not what our mind's eye has come to anticipate out of um, a U.S. Open. Um, some of that for sure. I mean, just to be clear, that was a joke. I was, you know, but um, yeah, of course the, you can't control uh, the weather and the golf course ended up playing, I think, a tiny bit softer. Because they got like three tenths of an inch of rain, and you know, they I, I thought they managed it absolutely um, spectacularly, uh, but it, it just did create enough comfort for the guys. Um, to we didn't see much defensive golf. I would no, say. I mean, look, That's it all. shot it shot 
it played two shots over par, only slightly more difficult than the easiest day, which was the second day. So, but you know, the, the Saturday was three and a half shots over par. So it was a stroke and a half easier today. I don't mind that coming into this That's round right. though. With That's a bunched right. up leaderboard, you want to see guys have to go get it. And you know, Fitzpatrick made the putts. And the, the golf course let the guys go get it. And that, I think that's what we want. We want uh, the, the guys to be the, determining the outcome, not the course. Well, and once again, you got Will at the end staring down a 14-footer that can put him into a playoff. And God love this kid. I mean, it, he's got he's the new Louis Oosthuizen, right? Second in all the majors. But what we know about him and what I believe is he's going to get one of these. Because you remember him, that interview that he did so graciously after the playoff at the PGA, he said with, with not, no arrogance, just, uh, just confidence and certainty. He said, I know I'm going to win one of these. Before I didn't, but now I know I can do it. That's what he learned there. And this week, you know, after that second round, he said, you know, it's not just that I think I can win. I feel it. I feel it in my body that I can win. So I think he's disappointed, but man, he's going to win a major. Oh my God. You can see he has, um, you use the, the certainty, the confidence. He has an athletic arrogance. He has yeah. that, that swagger. Um, That's a great that way to say it. He, he's absolutely prepared. There's no doubt. Everybody that I, I played this morning, happy Father's Day to all the pops out there. Uh <laughs> And, and I got together with with a couple, couple few dads. Got a I little. I can't uh, believe you did it. Who? <laughs> you. What do you mean? I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Why wouldn't I? Why you, you 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 think there's something in my circumstances that would have suggested I shouldn't do that? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside joke between me and the Nate dog. Um, but house is the best. Look, uh, everybody I chatted with, everybody's like, I think it's going to be Willie Z. It's Z time. And you know that at that point when we were going off first thing this morning, that was before you know John Rahm was still sitting right there, Scotty Scheffler was still sitting right there. The people that I play with and spoke with were all on the Z Dog. But and I but think the Z Dog started poorly. He the Z Dog st started poorly. I love the way that he battled back, but bogey on two and three, and all of a sudden you go, oh god. But then six, seven, nine, he starts raining them in, and you go, uh, here we go. It, it, it's absolutely on. He looked like he had the most confidence. And when Fitzpatrick and Scheffler make the birdies or the bogeys on 10 and 11, he's sitting there two shot lead. That's it. That's exactly right. So I don't, what does he, what does he take from here? Two shot lead with six to play or, or seven to play. What does he take? I mean, does he go home and go, I lost this one or does he go, I just got caught in the struggle and you know, I, I next time, next time I'll be there. The, the bogeys on 12 and 15 were not good. We'll watch. Um, afterwards, I, the bogey on 15 really was just a, 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 um, result of the, it's a blind tee shot. It didn't go that far, right? What's, yeah. what's insane is like the visual from the tee when, the, with those guys, both Fitzpatrick and Willie Z hit balls that the, from the viewpoint behind where you can't see the fairway below, it looked like they might just catch a little bit of the first edge. They were both pretty far effing right. And it's a blind shot, and it's an uncomfortable shot, and it's we watched a, a lot open. of those, yeah, of, of, of those drives off fifteen this week. That's yeah, that's in we, person. We, we posted up there a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't like. He makes the great birdie on eleven, and then he steps up on the twelfth tee and phew, flares it right. And there, look, 
every player is entitled to the nerves. I just thought that was a moment where he could have won this tournament by four for crying out loud. Maybe so. And I, I don't think though that he goes home and says uh, like, he's like, Oh, I, ch- I don't think he's crying. I don't think I gave away the tournament. I don't think that's no um, the mindset. But he had I a couple he doesn't good feel looks. that way. He yeah. had good looks. I mean, he's, he's on the 12th tee box, two shot lead. He had a 14 foot look on 18 to win this or to get in the playoff. You know, he's, he had it on 17. It was an 11 foot, you know, whatever nine inch putt. It was an awesome putt. He did. He did. It, it was what two rotations. Yeah, he did. And I think, look, we can, uh, I mean, there was that time where they were showing breaking down the angles of his short putts and just how brutal it is as he pulls the club head back and way offline. And then they showed him hit it off the toe. I mean, it was a fairly cruel, although interesting and relevant, you know, visual breakdown of the short putts, but it, it, it was even worse as the announcers were like, oof, every time that he would do it, right. They were sort of holding on the edge, but then it, it, I wasn't worried he was going to miss the shorties on the back nine at all. It just really, he put himself in a couple positions where, where he couldn't be. And then he missed putts on 17 and 18 that, you know, he gave good roles. So I, I think you're right. He probably goes home and pats himself on the back and feels exactly the way that he told us he was feeling, which is I'm going to get one. Yeah. So, um, I want you to give us, uh, we're 12 months away from the U.S. Open at LACC, <laughs> Los Angeles Country Club, the North Course, yeah. right? Is it yes. the North Course? The, yes, yeah. it is. It's the North. And, and the reason that I'm asking for that is because we've um, had a pretty decent sort of variety of courses going back to um, Wingfoot. I mean, really, you know, Pebble was 19. Wingfoot was 20, Tory was 21, and the Country Club was 22. We're off to LACC. The the thing that we experienced live on the grounds um was it it's a Shitty beautiful view. it's a it's like an incredible club with incredible um golf holes and you can see the shape and the architecture is immaculate and and but like the design concepts are are like mind blowing. You like stand it behind a tee box, look at the shape, look at the blind shot, look at the landing area, look at the shape of the green, look where the bunkers are. It's just in- incredible if you're a golf nerd in that in that way. But you can't see a putt unless you're in the grandstand. That's right. It, it's impossible. And, you know, they 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 couldn't have 50,000 people out there no. because the there wasn't infrastructure for it. Every hole crosses player. You had to wait for pl- we players. Were, we we, had, we, there was yeah. a lot of rope waiting. A lot, a lot of hurry up and stop. and A yeah. lot of rope waiting. So LACC, how do you think that's going to play? Well, we're not going to have the fescue <laughs> to begin with. The viewing from a, from a spectator standpoint is going to be better because uh, there's just more vistas and it, there's some bowls and you're not going to be boxed out of seeing greens. I think they're going to use, and look, this it's way too soon, but with the difference, it, it's going to feel a little bit like this championship, to be honest, except that th- there's a lot more uh, undulation and just sort of dynamic uh, hilliness of the fairways. So there are parts of the fair that the fairways are narrow to begin with. But there are parts of the fairways where if you hit the right half, it's going to roll all the way off and in and out, you know. Um, But there will be a lot of similar uh, elevated green complexes. 
um, that w- with shaven areas such that if you miss, there's going to be a lot of roll off. It, it, it'll be less of the uh, four inch, five inch rough where the ball disappears and more sort of precision required. Otherwise, your ball could roll 20 yards off to the left. And and it feels pretty likely that it will be firm and fast. They will not have any issue no with some weather coming in where the high is going to be 58 degrees and there's some be moisture no rain in the in air. Los Angeles. No. Right. Right, right. So it's going to be a firm and 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 fast test, which which I'm here for. I mean, I, I'm... I I am too. I just think the lesson you tell me, but the lesson from this year is when you don't overdo it, and you play on a difficult course, the best guys rise to the top. And looking at this leaderboard, that's exactly what happened. So kudos to the USGA, kudos to everybody involved with the strategy, the decision making. They were they were watering the greens a little bit during the, the play uh, Thursday and Friday, uh, and and there was like some murmur of complaint around that. Maybe some guys got a benefit out of it. I don't know. Um, but the 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 course was the story in terms of the challenge, but not the story in terms of determining uh, you know having a, an outsized impact on the winner. And that's what we're hoping for out of LACC. Nate Dog, we are less than one month away from the Open Championship, the 150th competition of the Open Championship, the British Open at the old course at St. Andrews. And speaking of a course that we know will permit the the best players to reveal themselves. I mean, this one is, is on, Daddy. Yeah. We got all the best players in the world playing their best. It's just going to be terrific. Well, I wish we were only going to be talking about outstanding golf over the next month, but it feels like there might be some other topics of conversation, including developments that we are hearing may transpire this week, but let's Get just... Get ready for it. We got yeah, more man. guys. Yay. A lot of guys and, you know... The, guys the fate, we've been talking about for months. The there fate of the European Tour and the fate of the OWGR uh, and what's going to happen in this partnership between the PGA Tour and the European Tour. The Scottish Open is uh, a, a week or so away and it is supposed to be an event co-sanctioned by the PGA Tour. And the European tour. Well, the European folks have already given permission to the guys that are playing um, in the Saudi events to play on the Euro events, which is a different outcome than what the PGA tour has done. So there will be interesting things to talk about. But tonight, appreciate this. Tonight, the rest of golf is going to be shit they for a while. Good luck. Shit they, shit they. Good luck to Matthew Fitzpatrick. I hope he has a giant steak and doesn't have any problem doesn't um, get getting any caught in his braces. Any of that meat caught in his braces. That's it. Nate Dog, we've done it. Birdie buddies, my par saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. Thanks for coming along for the ride with us this week. Had a great time up in Boston. We got to see Bill Simmons. We got to be out on the golf course together for a little bit. Kudos to the USGA. Kudos to all of you. Kudos to our pals, Brendan Porath. And Justin Ray for coming on the shows this week. A lot of good names were, were tossed about. We we asked for Matthew Fitzpatrick to show it to us, and he did. Our Make thanks to break. producer Isaiah. Our thanks to producer Carlos. And, of course, our thanks to FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be back in a week unless there's some reason 
to be back sooner with an emergency pod. But until then, please, it's the early summer. All the dads out there, hope you enjoyed Father's Day. In the meantime, let's hit them straight up there.